Welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogen Tirandekura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving B2B world. So stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. How to control chaos for your clients. Uh, this is what uh, Kaya Gutnik dedicates her business to. And Kaya Gutnik, as a person and as a and as a um, as a professional, uh, she is extremely effective and extremely productive. So uh, our conversation will uh, will center around that. So uh, productivity, effectiveness, and also uh, uh, client uh, client relationship. The importance of. Uh, uh, selling services to your client that uh, you are capable of uh, providing to yourself. Uh, so there will be uh, some surprising numbers about uh, how productive and effective uh, Kaya is and uh, also the why you will want to be uh, that effective and productive both for your, uh, for your client and business as well as for your uh, private life. So without further ado, let's listen to Kaya Gutnik. Hello and welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle to Shaya Gutnik. How are you, Shaya? I'm good. Very happy to be here with you. Yeah, thanks. Did I, did I pronounce your last name properly? So I pronounce it Kaya Gutnik. Kaya Gutnik, you see? Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's okay, not nice. easy. It's not easy. <laughs> Yours so, uh, too. So, I mean, you can tell us how you pronounce your name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine is uh, Diogène Tirandecoura, and I pronounce it with the, the French, uh, French accent uh, that, I, that I have. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Uh, no problem, Shaya. So, I, I, I think um, uh, you're definitely a great fit with the, the consulting lifestyle because uh, your uh, services are... Uh, over around uh, productivity and systems, uh, at least some of your uh, some of your services. Uh, let's first uh, start with uh, having you sharing your uh, uh, your career uh, story uh, to the audience. Uh, Kaya. Sure. So I got started um, in a very different world. I was in education. I have a master's degree in education, and it's really what I loved. I mean, you know, that's really how I felt that I was going to make an impact in, on the world. And it was very important and meaningful work to me. And then what kind of happened is I had kids and I was very, un I, I had very hard pregnancies and I was very unwell. And it came to a point where I had gotten autoimmune disease too. And I just wasn't able to do that, that type of work anymore. It was way too physical and um, too hard. Yeah. And so kind of as I was going through that transition of figuring out where my talents are, mm -hmm. I, you know, was, was thinking about, you know, what I had done in the past. And in my last job, I had directed an early childhood center and that's generally a full-time job, literally 24 hours a day. And I did it in 15 hours a week. And which is highly unusual. The way I was doing that is through a lot of delegation and pri priorities and, you know, systems and all the fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And so when I was looking to open my own consulting practice, that's really what stood out as something that business owners need so, so much 
that ability to do 40 hours of work in 15 hours a week, you know? So that's how I got into it. I did not um, formally study, although I, I read, I mean, I've been reading for the last 12 years. I would say I read six books a week, even. Um, six books a week. Yeah. Since how so many years? Usually, usually three are fiction and three are nonfiction. Oh my gosh. Okay. You missed. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a huge pace. Uh, okay. Yeah. okay. And since how many years do you read that many books a week? So I can't say that consistently. I've read a lot of books for the last 12 years. I do yeah. sometimes go on content strikes where I'm like too much information, too much information. I got to apply stuff. I got to apply stuff. So I do go on content strikes like that, mm-hmm. but I read a lot. I just love reading. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You know, so that's that's really what stood out for me as something that business owners need so badly, and that's how how I got into it. My formal training, you know, is my ex- life experience and um, my my self taught, you know, yeah. learning and experience. Um, yeah, learning. Okay, and and your your early childhood uh, uh, director role was about uh, five years ago or something like that. Yeah. Just to get yeah. oh, okay, okay, perfect. And uh, and today. Uh, you 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 own Chaos Control. Yes, so I'm the founder of Chaos Control now. What we do is I have two programs. One of them is a group coaching program where you know a lot of ambitious ambitious business owners get together. They're already generating consistent income, but they don't have the ability to manage their clients, and things are falling through the cracks. They're they're not giving the service like they want to. And they're looking for a way to take on more clients and still not be attached to their phone all day and, you know, have a life, right? That's what we all want. We, exactly. <laughs> so, so that's what the group coaching program is for. You know, we, we go through, you know, kind of the six steps you need to get from that place of like, you're full of clients and you're overwhelmed and you don't see a way to taking more into the place where you can take a lot more clients and you see the vision for being able to take even more from them. Yes. And then I also have implementation, which is basically one-on-one services. So I have people who I've trained in my system to implement it in your business. So there are really business owners who busy business owners who do not want to take a course. And so for them, we just do one-on-one implementation. Ah, oh, perfect. Yeah, you kind of do it, do it for them. Are you uh, mm-hmm. in chaos control? Are you a solopreneur or are you with a team? I have a team of part-time people. We're all virtual. Okay. Yes. Yes. And everything is is virtual. I wanted to go uh, to go towards that. Did you did you start uh, by being virtual, or is it something that was uh, uh, forced upon you uh, during the during the pandemic or? So I, I, I started doing this locally, but this was many years ago mm-hmm. um, through friends five, and five referrals. Years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, about, yeah, yeah. About five years ago. You know, and I was doing it really locally. Um, for, I was doing it for, you know, people I knew and, and I got referrals from that. And it was, it was not a, a big business. I would work with a few clients a year. And then in the past year, I've been b- bringing my business online. I worked with a lot of, you know, coaches and people who, who can really help me build it. And so before, before COVID, I was totally virtual since of May of last year about. So that, that, that's perfect. I think uh, yeah. 
uh, you're in productivity, you help people, uh, uh, companies, organizations to implement uh, your advice and you do it virtually since many years. Uh, I'm just wondering if since February, March, did you see a surge in demand for your services? Did you see any uh, an, an, anything change? Or do you see the, or do you see maybe business owners that you uh, you were in touch with prior to the pandemic? Did you see them a bit more uh, having a, a bigger sense of urgency? Uh, right. So it kind of went both ways. There was definitely a dip in March of people being interested, and and probably through some of April. But for sure, once May started, I mean, I would say I have just as many clients as ever. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I would say Corona, you know, aside from that month where there was a dip, hasn't really, hasn't really been a huge effect. You know, there were some people who, you know, got hit hard by Corona. And so, you know, they either stopped, stopped working with me or, you know, they were, we were, you know, in the middle of closing a sale and that didn't end up happening. But then there were other people that, like you said, have now a more urgent need. So uh, it really evened itself out in my case. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's great uh, yeah. and also um, uh, I was wondering how so you start you said that when you started you were working with uh, businesses that were geographically close to uh, close to you now that you're virtual uh, do you do you use specific strategies to get new clients for me to get new clients or for my clients to get new clients ah, very good question no it's, it's more for you <laughs> So yeah. my prim my the primary way that I get clients is through LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I and I always recommend people if you're going to try and get clients from social media, choose one and do it really well. And you know, post, get engagement. There's a lot of LinkedIn strategies. We're not going to talk about it today, but you can always send me a message there if you'd like to learn more. You know, or if mm -hmm. you're trying to get started on LinkedIn, and there's a whole strategy to it. So through posting and then DM people who engage on my post and trying to bring them either into my email list or I have a Facebook community um, where I do a lot more training and longer form videos than I would post on LinkedIn. And there's a lot more conversation there, right? So you're constantly wanting to bring people closer towards the sales. So you start out on social media, which is this big wide net. You DM people who engage with your stuff. Of those people, you know, you try and either move them, you give them a freebie that has that gets them on your email list, or I move them into my Facebook group, depending on on who they are and what they need, and 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 from there, that's how we bring them closer and closer to the sale. Yeah, yeah, that's a. I think that's a that's a very good summary of uh, yeah how to get um, a lead from a social media uh, post towards uh, uh, having them in your uh, own list because an email list is important in order to yeah. uh, have your your own audience and you have a control at least on the on the email list. Uh, and as you said, yes, right. uh, one social media platform is better to focus on one social media platform, and uh, your platform of focus is uh, is LinkedIn. Uh, I've yeah. seen that uh, you have uh, started. I don't know if you started, but at least you are making LinkedIn lives. Uh, I don't yes, know I just recently got LinkedIn Live. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was I was not wrong. So it, yeah, it, it's recent. Uh, and why um, so did did you choose LinkedIn uh, lately, or did you choose LinkedIn uh, two three years ago? Did you try other platforms before? No, I didn't try other platforms before. I first learned about LinkedIn in January of 2019. And, but I didn't, wasn't really ready to bring my business online. 
I probably started posting in May or June of 2019, 2019, yeah, when I had, you know, brought my business online. But I would say that I've been seriously posting since mid-December of 2019. You know, so for, I don't know, what would that be, six or seven months already? I've been, I consistently post seven days a week, at least one post, and if not more often. And there's strategy behind it. It's not just about the numbers. You know, it's about the strategy behind what to post in order to get clients. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and I think you do uh, you do post things that are uh, relevant for uh, for people in general and relevant for your uh, uh, for your business, and also some uh, yeah, you have a good good strategy. You can hook people in. That, uh, that, that that's you. great. <laughs> uh, that's great, Kaya. And also, why I wanted to ask that question is also to uh, make the audience understand that you it is if we focus on one platform, we can. I'm not saying that you would start to get results after two weeks, but uh, if you put some right focus, it does not need to be ten years either. So uh, uh, that's uh, that's a great. Uh, you're a great example of that. Um, there is one thing you know. I really like the the the, the, the website that you have, and uh, one thing that I, that I saw. And not many, uh, not many consultants are, are doing that. Is that you have a kind of counter saying how many hours you have saved ah. for your clients? So is that the, the 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 primary way in which you measure success for your uh, clients? No, I would say it's more of a marketing tactic, or it's more of like you know, it's something that catches people's eye. I wouldn't say a marketing tactic, you know, that, that doesn't sound great. But what I mean is that like you come to my website and it it kind of it it catches your eye, you know, like you're like, oh, you save this many, you know, save this many hours and, and tried this many software. It just shows, it shows some like credibility and it also gives a more visual way of understanding what I do. Cause honestly, that's one of the bigger things I struggle with is that like when you're a marketing agency, you know, you do um, Facebook ads or you do um, social media marketing, let's say for example, or you're a leadership coach. It's very easy to define what you do, and there are many other people who do it. But one mm-hmm. of the things that I've worked on is that not many people, there are people who do what I do, and there are plenty of them, but it's not like a very common thing. So I need to find ways to make what I do more visual and understandable to people. And that's that's one of the reasons I have yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. I am myself a consultant, so I can see what you mean when you mean hours saved. <laughs> but yeah, for the general yeah. public, uh, uh, it can be. Uh, but that's good that you make it. You make it uh, tangible. And yes, you have tested. I saw two hundred. Is it two hundred different software or two hundred times? Uh, oh no, I've. I don't know. I haven't updated that ticker recently. I have a spreadsheet with like eight thousand top software. Yeah. And they're, they're categorized by type and whatever. And every so often I go into them. I mean, I've been testing software since 2010. I was on all the, I was on Pinterest when nobody was on there. I ran Facebook ads when Facebook ads started. I am always, I'm a researcher by nature. You know, I'm getting a doctoral degree in organizational leadership for fun because I like research. And so I've always just been researching So I did Facebook ads when they were new and I got leads for pennies. Um, I was running a different business at that time. Mm -hmm. And I I was on Pinterest when like nobody was there. What else? And there are a lot of things like there are certain project management softwares that I was on, like 
when they were like babies, you know, just in infancy. So mm -hmm. I'm just always testing softwares for over 10 years. So, so I, that number is totally inaccurate, inaccurate. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. I was thinking that it was way too high, but actually it might be way too low. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, The, 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 I'm just curious now because you 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 read uh, six books a week, you try test softwares regularly, you run a and, and you run a business in which you try to find you don't try you get uh, your clients to uh, to become productive so you must be yourself yourself you must be ultra productive. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, uh, that's but, how I do this. I won't promise a result to a client that I haven't gotten myself. Yeah, yeah, okay, but. You have enough sleeping hours. Oh yeah, I sleep. I sleep eight hours a night. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So you see. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, uh, very good to know. And what about? I mean, uh, and I have two ch kids. <laughs> yeah, you you do have you do have kids, right? I have two little kids. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> no. So it's it's an example of. Uh, so you embody the services that you that you provide. An example yes, of yes. productivity and getting a, a lot done in a in a smaller amount of time. Uh, let's let's dive a little bit into uh, your uh, a doctoral project. So a, a, a doctoral degree on uh, organizational leadership. Uh, what type of uh, research are you uh, are you doing? So. I do a lot of research on leadership and authenticity. I started this in 2017, you know, so it was, it was kind of a, a bit ago where, you know, authentic leadership wasn't so well known at that point. And so I'm doing a lot of research about uh, authentic leadership, how authenticity is different in men and women, like the actual things that you need to do in order to be authentic is different in men and women. Um, and yeah, a lot of like different research on how men and women are need different strengths to be successful as leaders in business. Yeah. Yes. Um, I have not made that research for sure. Uh, but, uh, uh things that, you know, uh, I have seen during my, um, mostly when I was, a, when I was an employee is that you could see when, uh, in position of leadership. Uh, a, a man that was, if I want to take two, let's say we take two jerks <laughs> and a, a man is a jerk. It's like, yeah, he's, he's hard, he's tough, but you know, he's getting results. Uh, and for women, I mean, uh, sometimes people were less forgiving uh, yeah. <laughs> for the same, uh, the same situation. So uh, I think, uh, yes, it's totally relevant when you say that authenticity uh, between men and women, there are uh, differences. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's uh, that, that's interesting, and uh, and and good luck uh, and and good luck with it. Thank you. <laughs> um, the the on on your uh, your own business, uh, do you have specific? Do you have a specific vision as to uh, uh, where do you see going in the next? I don't know, five, ten years uh, for uh, chaos control. Yeah, absolutely. So really, just you know, we I. I brought my business uh, online in the past year. And so really what I see is a lot of scaling. We, I started with one-on-one -on -one implementation and then I started hiring out for one-on-one -on -one implementation. And then I created a group program and started selling that. And so now I feel like it's really about scaling and making each of those services just better and better and better. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, and since uh, when did you um, 
really uh, is it is it just because you're a fast learner that you have always been uh, productive or is it uh, in your uh, childhood or when you were younger you have seen some examples of people uh, suffering of burnout and uh, you promised yourself you would never be burnout so no i think it has to do with the way my brain works i think it's really the way i was born there are people who have um, their brain thinks in a more linear way and a naturally more productive way and i'm one of those people And then there are people whose brains don't work like that. And while this doesn't directly answer what you said, is that I think one of the really big things that I look at that not a lot of people are looking at is how should each person, knowing their personality, be as productive as they can? Because there are so many people who will say, oh, this is most productive, this is most productive, this is most productive. But in the end of the day, everybody has their personality, their way their brain works. And I work to with another specialist, actually, who, who does personality testing and things like that, to figure out how each person, what the best system for that person is and what are the best productivity um, tips for them. Some people like visuals, some people like writing, some people like it on the computer, a spreadsheet. You know, there are so many different ways to set things up. And so one of the things that I, I pride our work in is that it's unique to each client, that the systems we set up are unique to the way they work rather than just being, oh, this is the best way to be productive and this is the best tip and this is the best tip. I don't believe there's ever a best tip in general in life. Um, and we're more like specific and looking at the individual and giving recommendations that match their personality. Oh, that's great, and that's a uh, that's an important point that you uh, that you make. So you manage to uh, to uh, serve clients and scale, but also you manage to be specific. It's not a, like a st only a standardized uh, service that is uh, uh, just uh, thrown at uh, every uh, at every right. client. Which is why I don't sell a course. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay, you okay, know, okay. and and there's a place for it. I'm not anti courses at all. No, there's no. there's a place for it. I just haven't found a place for it in my business. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. are some course on hard stuff like uh, tutorials and softwares, but there are others. Other things can be more uh, needs to be more specific per per person. Okay, I yeah. I, I understand that. So uh, you have uh, basically you have. Uh, Uh, served a lot of uh, a lot of clients in the last uh, uh, in the last five years. So uh, you have been into uh, in the consulting world for uh, some years. So here we are on the on the podcast consulting lifestyle, and I wanted to know for you uh, what does having a consulting lifestyle mean? So for me, it means freedom. And when I say freedom, it means that I get to choose when I want to work. I get to choose what I want to work on. Like some of the things we spoke about before, right? Like I get to read six books a week. I get to research my software. I'm a researcher by nature. That's how I'm wired. That's what makes me happy. And I'm able to do the research and then teach my team members how to apply that research with the people they're working one-on-one -on -one with rather than me doing all the one-on-one -on -one work. So What it means to me is having that ability to create a business that fits my talent and fits what I want and, and also gives me flexibility, flexibility with time, with finances, and all those, other, all those other stuff that come along with it. Okay, great. Uh, excellent, excellent answer, uh, uh, Kaya. Uh, is there, if, if people want to get in touch with you, uh, where can they uh, find you? 
So for those of you on LinkedIn, I'm most active on LinkedIn. You can check me out there, Kaya Gutnick. You know, just search my name. There aren't many of many people with my name, so that should be easy to find. And or and if you want to kind of learn more about what I do, you can join my Facebook community because over there we do a lot of training and discussions. You can post questions. I answer and my team members will, will give you answers or resources. So we're very active over there as well. So if you want to join us there, my Facebook group is called Business Owners Scale with Simple Systems. Oh, so join the conversation with us over there. Excellent. I will put all of that in the, in the show notes. And uh, thank you very much, uh, Kaya. And uh, let's uh, talk again uh, soon. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. Leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the episode and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified to hear other episodes with your host, Diogène Tirandekoura.